Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. That little uh, dweeby-looking kid. Judd Zolgad. He needs a cocktail in a hot tub or something. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, David Harrigan. You got three hard-hitting questions for us today? Always hard-hitting, always controversial. always controversial. That's what we do here. Three questions every day, except, of course, Tuesday and Wednesday when you guys decided to just back burner it or side burner it, if you will. They got canceled. They just got canceled. We got into a fight with anti-Joe Maurer people one day, and then we fought about hockey the other day. Well, maybe we'll fight about with uh, hockey in question number one here. Let's start with the Minnesota Wild. Mm -hmm. Let's just say... Tonight goes very well for the Minnesota Wild. Let's say they go into Winnipeg and absolutely put it on the Jets. A nice 4-1, to 5-2 game. They score early and often, and it's never much of a game. And this series is coming back to the X for Game 6. If that were to happen, do you feel any more confident that they would then win this series than you do right now? So if they win Game 5... Basically, like, would your confidence go up? You're saying yes. yes. If yes. they win it handily, it's not a you know a two one nail biter. Yeah. They win. In it triple would need to be overtime. like game three was six to two, and you feel good. I about think it, if yeah. they win game five, yeah. period. If they win game five, period. I really, really like their chances because I if, if they win game, this is how it's going to go. The hockey whisperer is going to make a return. The hockey whisperer first struck on a spring eve several years ago, four years ago, when Nino Niederreiter. He predicted Nino Niederreiter's Game 7 overtime goal several hours before it happened. So I'm telling you, if the Wild can win Game 5 and the Hockey Whisperer doesn't see Game 5 clearly, anything can happen in Game 5, okay? Like, most likely a Jets victory, but if... It's right. Hockey Whisperer. The Hockey Whisperer. Yes, top shelf. He knows Nino better than Nino knows Nino. That's right, Judd. The Hockey Whisperer, putting your knowledge to shame. Oh, you want him to go five-hole? He'll do it. <laughs> of course, the Whisperer started out... Are you creeped out, out yet, Judd? The Whisperer started out by saying, I'm not seeing things clearly at all. He's not seeing things clearly at all. But if this happens... The Hockey Whisperer got into an old-fashioned or two or five last night. <laughs> the Hockey Whisperer is malfunctioning. just a complete drunk now. It's just sad. If they win Game 5, they will win Game 6. Got a lot of those on this show. Yeah, I don't play many of them. 
they will win game six in overtime at home <laughs> if they win Ooh, game five. Oh, that deserves more music. That's right. Write this down. The Hockey Whisperer. If they win game five, game six overtime. Oh. Granlin with the winner in game six overtime. Hockey Whisperer. Top shelf. Granny. Should've... Play the horn in the state of hockey. But write it down in pencil in case they lose game five. That's right. Okay, I'm really That's right. out now. And then anything happens in game seven. Plus, it's, it's hockey... Three one leads are less safe in hockey than any other sport. Where like all of a sudden, Dubnik gets crazy hot for three games, and uh, the Jets can't score. So my so my confidence would skyrocket if the Wild won Game Five to answer Dave's original question. Yeah, if the Wild wins tonight and they win convincingly, absolutely has to right. I mean, no, it doesn't have to. Oh, I think it has to. Not you're, if you're you. I think it has. Well, it, remember, I picked them in seven, so I'm rooting for them still. And if you oh, win, are you really rooting for them? Well, all right. Be honest. What do <laughs> you okay. rooting for your pick? I would. What, I, what, what show do you hope we do on Monday? Right. What show do you hope we do on Monday? The bury bury them I all can't and lose. fire everyone. Fix the roster. I can't lose. Or either way, wow, they're back in the series. Either way, I can't lose. Would, would I? If it was up to me, would I purposely like to euthanize both the Wolves and Wild right now for their season? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. But I picked the Wild in seven, so I'm rooting for him to win. But yes, to answer your question, if the Wild wins convincingly tonight and now the pressure's dialed up on the Jets and they have to come back here and they're thinking, well, we had a 3-1 lead and maybe now it's not a lead, yeah, I could see them. I, I would not dismiss them if they can win tonight. Do I think they're going to win tonight? Probably not. That's the negativity we needed to there end is, that right question. Euthanize the seasons, boys. Question number two. Hey, man, you know what the date is today? Oh, my God. It's April 20th. It's 420, man. All right. (laughs) So many weed jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned it was getting a little foggy or something something in here, whatever it was. Uh, Simple question. Since it is 420 and people are going to be lighting up today, when's the last time you lit up? And if you never have... Last time, perhaps, maybe you've even been close to it or considered doing it or been tempted? Uh, Judd's like, I was lighting up two commercial breaks ago. No, you know, I don't I don't like to smoke. Uh, I tried I tried cigarette smoking a little bit when I was like 19, and I didn't like it. I think the last time I smoked weed was 93. I didn't smoke a lot, but I did. After, after but the I wild left for Dallas, you but went to any substance you could get Stars, your hands on? Or after what? the North Stars left, the, I was I down in the, the wild left yeah, for Dallas. No, it wasn't the wild. I was down we in the dumps. We hope the wild for Dallas was, if they get beaten five games. I was down in the dumps and just drinking and smoking pot constantly back then. No, I, think the, I, I honestly think the last time that I smoked pot was ninety, probably 93 to 95-ish, that time period. How old were you at that point? Early 20s? Twenty well, but in ninety five I was twenty five. I was probably twenty three, twenty four though. Okay, and I, I mean I don't have this, you know something against it, but the problem is if you get bad weed, it's just crap. So then I'm out. Um, I I got to be honest, I'm a I'm a prude in this regard. I've never smoked a cigarette and I've never smoked weed before. I think like I don't know. I don't. And again, I I don't. We almost uh, you never smoked a cigarette. Like never, even puffed on one. Never puffed on I mean, a cigarette. It's not. I I, good, but. I grew up and my 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 dad smoked a lot when I was growing up and he would oh. smoke inside and so like we would always fight about that but Wildy had the same problem his parents smoked yeah. so he couldn't go near it turns you off completely yep. so it was actually a blessing and that like I didn't 
I didn't get hooked on a bad habit. Yep. Um, the, the the two times I came the closest, once would have been in brownie form in Denver on a trip a few years ago. Oh, perfectly. Uh, we good were driving. We wound up not making the purchase, but and then and then the other one, uh, I was, I had a couple friends in college who once in a while would uh, like put together little contraptions with the the empty paper towel roll and then like a fabric softener on the end just to, I don't know I'm not an expert not but familiar. MacGyver bong basically like a MacGyver college MacGyver bong yeah so it wouldn't you wouldn't like set off smoke alarms or anything but you could maybe go into a bathroom <laughs> in an apartment I, I I'll continue down the prude path here I've only I've only done uh, the dip thing like twice and the first time I ever had a dip was in college and I lost a bet we got drunk one night oh that's and a recipe a, for throwing up so well, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> oh yeah. So we got drunk one night, and it was like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, and we're at our dumpy house in college. And me and a drunk roommate were both bragging about how great cribbage players we were. <laughs> That's right. We both grew up playing cribbage with grandma, and grandpa. Yeah. And I can, I can Kickin smoke butt. you in cribbage. I can smoke you and. And I don't remember what the bet was on his end, but the but I think he was doing a dip, and they decided that all right, if you lose, you have to put a gigantic dip in your bottom lip. This is in January. Oh, Strip yeah. down to your boxers and do a lap around the block, and then and then come back. Sure enough, I got skunked in this game of cribbage. Oh my! Weren't as good as you thought you were. Mass- no, massive dip. Although much like hockey, cribbage is very random, and like anyone can win. Don't in try any individual to compare it. It's very it's yeah. very yeah, hot goalie. Anything yeah. can happen. I got, my fault. I got back after that walk around the block. It turned into be like a sprint because it was so cold, and I've never felt more terrible. Head oh. spinning. Oh, yeah. Stomach starts churning because then it starts to leak down your throat because you don't know what you're doing. Right? It was bad. Oh, so yuck. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm a prude with these yeah. things. You're not the only prude. I've never smoked anything either. Really? Yep. Always what are you doing after the show? Yeah, come on, First boys. time for everything? I got a lot I got cigarettes. On. You want I'm cigarettes? I'm so busy. <laughs> no, Help you out. Can't stand the smell. Uh, final Cigars? question. Uh, the poll question today, Phil, as you wrote it, aided by a, a past, uh, past episode of the Dark Star program on The Neighbor, does a town like this need a negative sports writer like Patrick Roycey? Got a lot of uh, response, I'm sure, on the uh, yep. on the Twitter poll so far. Do you want to go the, through that yep, quickly? The updates here are 40% of people say he balances out Sid. So we, we need a guy like Pat to balance out Sid. 24% say, time to hang it up, Pat. 17% question, is Royce still around? And tw- uh, 20% now say, row the boat, baby. Row the boat. Team Heather Fleck. Oh, it's going up by 2%. Well, two-part question. First, just give me a simple yes or no to the question. Uh, do we need a sports writer in this town like Pat Royce? What do you guys think? 100% yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, that's perfect. That's the answer I thought you guys were going to give. So, if that's the case, give me somebody in the sports media in this town we do not need, excluding anyone from FSN, because I know that's the easy way out. That's an amazing question. Of course it is. I actually have to think about this question. I mean, do you really? Well, if you're going to exclude FSN... I'm not letting you say LaPanta. You I have would, to think I deeper I than wouldn't that. say LaPanta, by the way. That would not be accurate. Okay, Greenlay, whatever it is. <laughs> I know you wouldn't go too far from the wild broadcast. Put it like that. <laughs> no, I might, actually. You, you might be surprised by what I would have said if okay. I could have said FSN. Let's... Take a minute to think about that and answer it when we come back. Phil Mackey. Ooh. Let's answer it when we come back. Third I partner. also, we're going to play a game show between now and the top of the hour. 
Because we can also loop it in with, mm. we've collected some of the best responses to the Heather Fleck <laughs> you were and giddy Patrick going through conversation. These. Giddy! And so, uh, and phone lines are open too if you want to uh, pick a side, Heather Fleck or Patrick Ricey. 651 646 8255 877 615 1500. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. 651 646 8255 if you want to either defend Patrick Ricey from Heather Fleck, angry tweeting him yesterday, or if you think Pat is too negative and too salty and too pessimistic. And too hard on PJ Fleck. We would hear either side of those arguments. 651-646-8255. Dave, ask question three once again so we can set this up here. Uh, the question you posed on Twitter, do we need Patrick Royce, a negative sports writer like him, in this town? You guys said, yes, we absolutely do need him. So part two of the question was, well, who don't we need as part of the <laughs> sports media in this town? And I took all FSN personalities off the board because I know that's where you both would have immediately jumped with the easy answer just to end the question more, and go to break. More Judd than me, because like I, I get along a lot better with these FSN guys. <laughs> oh, okay, except for blocked one. by Dick Bramer. Huh? No, that's what I'm, yeah. except for I'm one. not blocked by any of My them. My answer was going to be follow me. Dick Bramer, who I didn't know was that thin-skinned that he would uh, seek out a comment on Twitter that was very <laughs> innocuous and blocked. But since you're blocking, I have no choice but to lump several different groups into sort of one. It's not exactly one particular. It's film review guy. It has jumped the shark. SOB. Film review guy. Have you known? Starting with Dave Harrigan, by the way. That's not funny. Has jumped the shark. That's not an answer. You're telling Collar to go away, too? Collar stopped doing film reviews in terms of like, here's a full breakdown of something that I only have comprehend. What film review guy in particular do you want to get rid of? That's. uh, Give me one. Um. I see. I'm not going to trash on individual bloggers. Why not? I've done it before, and and, and you wind up in the city pages. The last time I did this and, and said names, I wound up in the city pages. So I can't do that again. Who's trash? Just, I mean, I hate to say this, but Google it and you can read about it during the break. Well, hold on. It's from like 2012. Break. Just Google. I'm going to take some time off on the show right now and find this. I forgot all about it. I took it. shots at Twins bloggers like five or six years ago. And oh, that's why they all uh, hated you. It's like the you, first huh? thing that pops up and when then you, they stop talking to me because of that. And then they took a picture of me with a backwards hat and like a menacing look on my face. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Seriously, so I don't, Phil I don't Mackey, 1500 ESPN oh, reporter, blasts 16, no accountability bloggers on Twitter, <laughs> gets blasted. Blast, blast, Oh, blast. this is great. Bow, 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 Phil Mackey must have woken up on the wrong side of bed Tuesday morning. <laughs> this, this picture of you, you look like you just got arrested. <laughs> what else explains his Twitter bitterness later that evening? Twitter bitterness. That punkish kid you hear on 1500 ESPN. <laughs> Oh, this! Oh, and then you were a blogger to start with, and you turned on your people. Wow, that's a there's a lot yeah, to unpack was, uh, here. I can't was, wait to read this again. I forgot all about it. That photo is a delight. It was a, it was a so that photo was from one of our Movember or Mustache, whatever we did. We did the Mustache uh, fundraiser. What's that thing called? No Shave November yes. or Movember? Yeah, and it's like it was me holding a. I don't know. I don't know why I'm looking like that in that photo. But it's like the worst possible photo, and they definitely use it. It's the first thing that pops up. Anyway. Oh, this is great. All right, Judd, you want to give an answer, or do you want to cop out, too? No, 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 no. I will give... this This is about a guy who started the positivity in this town years ago, and who I believe... Who I believe... His columns are so long, I can't get through them. And plus, it's time that this guy gets some R&R. Sid. R&R might mean... 
Sid, R&R. it's time for Sid to get some rest and, and relaxation. Now, I think he sold the place in Fort Lauderdale, but I'm not sure about that. But I think it's time for, you know, we would be a lot more accepting of guys like Patrick if the if if the booster press would, would get out a little bit. So I want Sid to ride off into the sunset, have a great retirement, and get some rest. He's been working too hard. What do you and mean I by get, get some rest? And I can't get through an entire column. I mean, the columns are too long now. Come on. I, and I had to read that column for a good eight years and go through it and edit it. And it was very, very difficult after a while. <laughs> you blasted Phil for copping out. You say it's time for a 97-year-old no, man not. to retire. That's, whoo, step out on that limb, Judd, but be careful. Sid Hartman is still is very popular in this town. And all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get through the people who are probably too big of boosters of teams and I'll start with Sid, and then we we can work from there. For people who probably it's just time for them to uh, it's time for them to step aside, right. so we can get some actual coverage of teams. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. I'm reading this right now. Brian, you're on the show. Yo, hello, John Mackey. How y'all doing? What's going on? Uh, we're right? hanging in there. Hey, uh, two things. One, first off, we'll start with the Royce thing. I think we need to keep Royce because he's a good counter for uh, for Hartman there. Um, be it Hartman is just all over the place. You know, one minute he rats at somebody and all things turn out, then, oh, yeah, he's under bandwagon. And at least with Pat, you pretty much know where the hell he's at with everything. Mm-hmm. Fair. You know, be it good or bad, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I like to see him uh, stick around, and I do listen to him in evenings a lot of times. And the second thing was you guys' take on 420 and your uh, uh, stereotypical, your stereotype, um, uh, especially that voice uh, that you guys had going on there for that short bit, that kind of reminds me of you all stereotype all stoners as being like Spicoli from Ridge, uh, High Times from Ridgemont High. It's a great you know? movie, by the way. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, you okay? i tell you, I am a user and buyer of marijuana. And I am a functional, productive person in society. And a lot of people I know who smoke it are pretty much the same way. Now, granted, there are some people that should not and cannot, could not smoke marijuana because that just, you know, just like alcohol. You know, some people who should not handle alcohol. There's plenty of people who are the same way when it comes to marijuana. Um, in fact, I would be down at the Capitol here starting at 1 o'clock for the 420 rally. It goes on every year for about, I think, at least the last, four, last three I've been at. Um, so, I, you know, I, I would like to push um, um, legalization, recreational, and expanding the medical uh, in this state here as compared to where medical is right now. Um, I think when they passed that, it was a bit of a big joke. And how they did well, everything. well, Brian. Yeah. I, I I could say, despite the fact that Dave and I are not uh, smokers of weed or users yeah. of any kind of marijuana, we say happy 420 day to you. Don't disagree with anything you're saying. Happy holiday, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. I'm a long time caller or long time caller. Yeah, a long time long time caller, first time listener. That's fine. Just like yeah. reactionary. <laughs> All right, bye, Brian. Bye. All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I think Brian might have started early today. Oh, yeah. Brian's very happy. He's celebrating. Brian's awesome, man. Good for him. Brian's enjoying the day. And I don't blame him one bit. Sounds like he's having a ton of fun. All right. I'm just going through some of these. He's a long-time caller. People are reacting to the uh, Heather Fleck and Royce back and forth here on Twitter. I'm just going to read some of these. I'm just going to go through some of these. Don't worry about, by the way, open phone lines here. 651-646-8255. 
don't worry about Big Pat. He's been spreading his brand of misery in the Twin Cities for about my whole lifetime. <laughs> wow. Tell me when, you, when we get to one that you disagree with. All right. The problem with Pat is he makes no effort to try and look for good in anybody. That's the, see, that's not true at all. That's complete BS. All of those columns that he, he does on Division three schools and high school kids, every one of those looks for good. Not to mention how long does he let Reavers ride his coattails on the ride? <laughs> well, that was, you know what? Well said. Pat is just well an said. old, negative, sad pessimist. Always been that way. He's no longer relevant. My or is in the water. <laughs> or is capitalized, by the way. O A R. Yeah, but then is Maybe that he just likes the band? But know. but then is that person trying to say that or Sid the Russian hockey team that Sid is because Sid's ninety seven. So if you if you're gonna get rid of Pat, you got you got to get rid of Sid, and Sid is the biggest booster the Gophers have. What do you mean that comment? The relevance. Because Sid's not, so if Pat... Sid's not relevant. He has a so multiple times a week column. So if Pat's not, Sid's, Sid's more not, relevant though, than you and you I gotta, Right, but what I'm saying is if, if you're going to say that, that Pat's reached a point where his relevance is gone, you got to put Sid in the same boat and send them both off. Well, I think it's one thing to say that you just like, true. you don't like someone. It's mm-hmm. not like, it, just because you don't like someone doesn't mean that they don't have relevance. I'm just you saying, know? if you're going to say that about one, you've got to say it about both. Uh, this person chimes in, we love you, Heather. We love you, Heather! Hi, Heather. If Royce had to change his view, <laughs> oh, I should see. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> Judd with Chuck Fletcher at the fair. I knew that would Love happen. You, Chuck. I knew that would. He might, he might be in trouble now. He might get goodbye, my love. I wonder if he's going to come. I wonder if he'll Enjoy still come on as an independent citizen now if he's not the wild GM next year at the flip, at the fair. Will you like him as much? Probably like him more. He can tell you more information. Give you more information. I like Chuck. I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. Uh, this person says, we love you, Heather. Go on about Heather. If Royce had to change his view from his snap judgment that he hates your husband, he, <laughs> he'd have to be open-minded enough to accept people different than himself. At his age, he's simply not going to do that. Here's another one. The only thing more predictable than Royce negativity is the sun rising in the morning and the inevitable story of amateur baseball in Fulda. Which is which is always positive, though. See, that's the thing. It's Listen, always positive. Do not bring Tomball into this. I will stand up. This is where I draw the line. Those things are positive. Uh, your husband is young, energetic, and successful, and in great physical shape, none of which Royce is. Jealousy sucks. Well, PJ's in... Okay. Okay. Keep going. PJ is in great physical shape. Yeah, he's in. He's a specimen for a little guy. Pat's made it to his seventies in the shape he's in. Good on him. I say. Yeah, he's He's got. He's doing something right. right? The whole point of being in good physical shape is to last as long as he can. I mean, he's already three quarters of a century in. Pat's got the great genetics. Uh, Here's one. Interestingly, Royce blocked me when I told him nobody cares about Division Three football play-by-play tweets. Apparently, he conditioned, but not take it. He's blocked a ton of people, right? I mean, he blocked all the Mauer jokers, the trees, all those people. People were saying that Pat was going through uh, the that if you just liked the tweet, he's blocking that him? Heather sent that he was going through the list of people that liked See, the I tweet like and that. blocking those people. I don't like that. Don't block. I don't know people. if he knows how to do that. I, does he? Does he know how? To, what, oh yeah, to go through a list of people who like a tweet. Oh, I think he figured it out. No, did he? Okay. Yeah, I'll mute. I'll mute you if you won't shut up. But if if you don't like me, I won't block you. I'd rather and keep, I won't mute keep, you for yeah, the most part. I'd rather keep the follow and just mute you than block you personally. I don't like, think that I've, means like then I win, right? I, I get to you, like you're following person. me and I can't hear you. I block like one person. I embrace the hate though. I like the hate. What do you embrace more, the hate fun. or debate? What's your favorite? Hashtag? Oh, hate. <laughs> oh, debate's boring at times. Hate's great. 
Oh, man. I could honestly <laughs> talk about this Royce and Heather Fleck thing for seven hours. Like, I could just sit here. I, I, this- I spent two hours reading the comments last night, bowl of popcorn. It was unbelievable. A lot this, of fun. This story about you is the best from 2012. You can keep reading it if you want to. Hey, there he is. Come on, there come he in. Is. No, get in here. Get in here. There it is. I did not block any. I wouldn't know how to look up. Oh, I thought you lights, did. And I did not. And somebody's a lion SOB. <laughs> I did not do that. Hey, Pat. Great to see you. Hey, if, uh, come in. Get in. Yeah. Grab a microphone. We have a microphone. Go to break no, we don't have any commercial breaks left. Well, yeah, we'll, we got. That's we're going to push our commercial breaks into Garage Logic here. <laughs> All right, I, I I missed the good part. I was getting. The, I didn't get in the car until about eleven. So oh I well, here's I our. I didn't. I know what the thing is. You know what our poll of the you day guys is. Aren't as good at it as Dark Star, by the way. But that's no, okay. no, but it's okay. No one is. Dark fired them up more than you did to encourage them. So uh, that's fine. To well, be fair, people listen to Dark. That's true. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I have no problem with this, by the way, but uh, I do not like people making accusations that would indicate how thin-skinned I am. You know, the guy, I, I do block people who say, nobody cares about that. Then I block them. Okay, if nobody cares what you say, then I block them. Sure. Because you don't care what I say. So, fine. Okay. And why are you following if you don't, you know, yes, you can, but, yes. you can clearly, you can but unfollow You block the people who joked about the trees at Target Field. Oh, yeah, I've done a and lot. The Maurer, and done the Mauer jokes. And there were, there were a couple of, I actually looked at some responses <laughs> last night, and there were a couple of people who said stuff about Heather in my timeline that I blocked because so they, were they were defending, so, defending you? No, they were saying untoward things about her that and you blocked them yeah well i don't want that in my timeline and then all of a sudden you know look you know you're you know your people are are ripping heather i I, you know i don't uh, i will say i've I've been through this once before oh many times before. once before only (laughs) well well, no but many times before but in 1982 ahmad was doing the thing with sports illustrated right yeah the the diary and I was writing St. Paul Dispatch, the little tiny St. Paul Dispatch columns, and every week would sneak in a shot about Ahmad not going over the middle. <laughs> and he jumped me one day at Winter Park, and I said, Ahmad, you got Sports Illustrated kissing your rear end. You got Sid kissing your rear end. You got the mini app. What do you care about one sentence in a newspaper that 12 people read, Right? And I kind of feel the same way here. I mean, Heather, you got everybody in town kissing your husband's arse. What do you care if I send out a harmless little tweet that's got a little yuck in it, right? That's, uh, you know, that's my uh, See, theory. Seeing, you know? seeing your reaction at the X during Game 3 was my favorite. <laughs> when he's on the scoreboard talking about rowing the boat. <laughs> yeah. And I look back and Royce's leaning back in his chair, <laughs> saluting DJ on the scoreboard. Well, but that's shtick. You know, that's know. press Being box elite fun. is a lifestyle and it's a choice. Mm-hmm. We have our own language here. Our players have to understand and know 217 different vocabulary words. <laughs> you want to do it up to 217? Yeah, I wish I knew that many. I wish I knew that many. Hey, uh, but the, the one thing I'll say, I bet if you go back and look through my columns, I haven't written about him four times. It's not like there's no, some obsessive radio. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and we we just have fun with them on the radio. I, I don't care one way or another, frankly. For the record, 39% of people on this poll... Think that you gone? No, think that you balance out Sid. So at least you've got that. I don't want to balance out Sid. I want to balance out sane people. (laughs) Not to mention the fact that you wrote wrote this year that you lost that fight on Thanksgiving. I should say. So you conceded. You conceded that you lost. lost It's over. Yeah, I did. I did lose to Sid. So anyway, but it's, uh, you know, hey. This is this is fine. I I mean, she doesn't uh, she doesn't realize that uh, trying to make me irrelevant. She just made me more irrelevant than I've been in uh, two months. This is true. <laughs> this is true. This is why you never respond. Yes. But there are, her. there are some. Uh, there were a couple of responses to her that I had to uh, kill out of my timeline. So, yeah, we'll go back to your irrelevant prep room I and will. start writing an irrelevant column. Okay. All right, bye, Pat. See ya. Oh, you're not going to stick around for your favorite segment? I did not block people because they liked Heather. Uh, what's your McCall? <laughs> it's whatever her name is. No, someone just so tweeted that to me. Hey, we're not in the business of filtering misinformation you know, on this I, show. You know, I do have, I did get a couple of responses from people who said, I've been a much better, dra- uh, I was, a, I've been a much different writer since I got sober, meaning, meaning. Yeah, uh, next Saturday, next Friday, thirty-seven years. <laughs> Late seventies, though there were some real problems. Oh, yeah. My favorite, my no, favorite. No, no, they're saying I was better then. When yeah. I drank. My favorite rip from yesterday was some guy tweeted, "Pat at age thirty-five was a drunk. PJ at age thirty-five was the Mac Coach of the Year." <laughs> like, all right, that's. And I almost tweeted back. He said thirty-five. Ricey drunk, 35, uh, Fleck, Matt Coach of the Year. And I almost tweeted back, 36, Ricey sober, Fleck 2-7 and Big Ten. But I didn't do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let's give away some prizes. 651-646-8255, callers 4 and 5. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Maggie and Judd. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They do take themselves way too serious, and I can only stand about half an hour of it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd! Here are your hosts, Phil Mackey and Judd Zogan. All right, yes, thank you. Thank you very much, this live audience on this beautiful Friday. Yeah, they're very excited to be here on 420. We've had a couple people raving about Dave's subtle humor, slipping in the uh, Mm -hmm. comment about a good day to talk about grass. So Dave's having a good show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, yep. We've got Chad and we've got Steve on the line for Game Show Friday, and we have a pair of tickets to Northern Invasion at the Somerset Amphitheater, May 12th and the 13th here. We're talking Tool, we're talking Stone Temple, Pilots, Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and more. You know what? Breaking Benjamin, actually, one of my sneaky guilty pleasure bands. You guys know, Do I know all any about song? my sneaky guilty pleasure Do I know any songs from uh, Benjamin Breaking? It's Breaking, breaking ben- Benjamin. It's Benjamin Button. Breaking Benjamin. Do I know any songs from this? These probably not. Is this a person or a group? I take it's a group. Uh, it's a group. Yes. Okay. And they're let's, let's move. Attempting along. to break 
Benjamin. Anyways, awesome. um, we've got that. We've got, and there'll be the show for PlayStation 4 and, you know, assortment of koozies and t-shirts and other things that you might be interested in. All right, let's get these guys on the line here. Chad, are you with us? Yes, sir. All right, Steve, you there? Happy 420, boys. Happy 420 right to you. you, Steve. Steve, are you already celebrating? Uh, no comment. All right. All right. It's good. Yeah. You don't want to incriminate yourself. It's good you passed the test right there. Good. All right. What are Chad and Steve going to be playing today? Chad and Steve, get ready for a very special, perhaps Patrick Royce negativity-inspired edition. A Carl Anthony Towns playoff futility edition of closest to the pin. All right. Closest to the pin. As if Carl Anthony Towns needed any more motivation. He's already had Stephen A. Smith on him. He's already had Shaq and Barkley and T-Mac. And now Mackie and Judd are going to pile on some more here. So the way this works, Chad and Steve, we're going to ask you six questions about Carl Anthony Towns' playoff futility. And uh, each one of them have a number for an answer. By the end of the six questions, whoever has... Uh, the number that's closest to zero as we add them up wins his choice of prize. Make sense? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. We'll start with Chad on this one. How many points does Carl Anthony Towns have in the playoffs so far? Um, 60. Steve? 10. Steve's a little closer. The answer is 13. Chad, have you watched one of the Wolves' playoff games yet? Nope. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Chad's enjoying 420 as well. <laughs> we called it the Playoff Futility Edition. Take the clue. The word the, the word futility is going to be one that you're going to want to latch on to He's here, Chad. has been bad. <laughs> oh. All right, Steve, we'll, uh, we'll let you go first this time around on question number two. How many Timberwolves players have scored more points than Towns in these playoffs? So how many Wolves players have scored more points than Cat in the 2018 playoffs? We'll go five. All right, Chad. I'll go eight. See, now Chad's hey, starting to catch on a little bit. All right, the answer seven. is seven. Very good. Yes, or almost all of the players. Right back in it. Almost all of would have been another correct answer that would have been acceptable here. All right, question number three. We'll start with Chad. How many assists does Towns have so far in the playoffs? How many times has he helped someone else score a basket on his team? Four. Steve? Three. Two. Two is the correct answer. You guys are both close enough. All right. Close enough. All right. Back to you, Steve, for the first, uh, for going first here. How many free throws has Cat attempted through these two playoff games? Four. And Chad? Three. Six is the correct answer. All right, let's get a score update here with two questions to go. Uh, Chad and Steve in this battle. Right now, uh, thanks to question one, not going Chad's way. He is trailing. He is 53 away from the pin, while Steve remains a nice, tidy eight away from the pin. Steve, very close to the pin here. All right, we'll start with Chad on this question. How many Timberwolves have played more minutes than Carl Anthony Towns throughout these two playoff games? Five. Steve? Two. That's the depressing thing. The answer is zero. Nobody has played more minutes than Towns, and nobody has been more terrible than Carl Anthony Towns in these first two playoff games. That's remarkable. All right, so where do we stand here again, Dave? 
Right now, going into the final question, Steve, a commanding lead, 10 away from the pin, while Chad remains 58 away from the pin. All right, we'll start with Steve here, Judd. All right, last question, gentlemen. How many, for it all. How many points has Cat scored over his three regular seasons with the Timberwolves? Steve? <laughs> how many points? Yes. Over his three regular seasons, so not not these playoffs. That's right. It's an We're impossible eliminating... question to answer. Oh, How many man. has he scored? Uh, 300. 300. All right. How many points has Towns scored over his three regular seasons with the Timberwolves? Steve gets his 300. Chad? 700. 700 for Chad. Those are two rotten guesses. Who needs a new phone is what I want to know. Wildly incorrect, but because... we got to get somebody a new phone. Because the answer is 5,307. Chad is closest to the pin. Let me me crumble this up. You're both going to win something, so stay on the line. Uh, I I think we know the answer to who's celebrating 420 a little early. It's (laughs) Stephen Chad. We got to get one of those two a new phone. Or both. Put these guys on hold. <laughs> oh, that was a. This has been a great hour, hasn't it? What a great I hour! I didn't block people. I, I blocked two who people. Liked the tweet who said untoward things towards Heather Fleck. So, so I do show empathy toward oh, the Flex. What an do hour. not say untoward things. What a show! Block yourself. Saying all those untoward things. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Mackie and Judd. Be ready. On 1500 ESPN. Minnesota United in Seattle to take on the Sounders this Sunday. You can tune in for the game. 2.30 is the pre-match show with Brian Pyatt, followed by kickoff at 3 with Dan Terhar calling the action. And all of the action all season long can be heard right here on 1500 ESPN. Justice. Uh... Stepped on it and tried to break it with his hands, uh, man. But little uh, dude that knows that I have about 50 of them, so it's going to take much more than that to get me out of this series. And um, it's going to be a nightmare for them, too. You know, uh, hopefully, speaking of our guy Carl Anthony Towns from that last segment, hopefully Towns hasn't watched other playoff games, specifically last night. Like, hopefully he avoided TNT last night and some of the other games. No way he's done that. Fellow big men. That was Joel Embiid. Uh, He has seen everything. He has heard Barkley. He has heard Shaquille. Yeah. And if anything, he's going to come out tomorrow night and be pressing even more. Well, if he if he has been paying attention, then he has he's looked around at some of his fellow young comrades and a guy in Anthony Davis, who people are kind of comparing. Can Towns be Anthony Davis? Davis has been in the league longer. Here are some other playoff performances. While Towns has a combined 13 points in two games and has been one of the least productive players for the Wolves in those two games, Anthony Davis in a 3-0 start, Pelicans against the Blazers. 35, 14, and 4 blocks in Game Mm 1. 22 points, 14 rebounds. Couple of blocks, couple of steals, and assist in Game 2. And last night, 28 points on 18 shots. 11 rebounds, couple assists, 3 steals, couple of blocks, and uh, a dominating performance to basically solidify the series. They're up 3 rip, you said, right? 3 rip. 
They won. Uh, they won both games in Portland, and then won on their home court, one nineteen to one hundred two last Without night. Boogie too. Yeah, he's and he's been season, out for yeah. three months. Yeah, I know. Uh, Joel Embiid came back for his first playoff game <laughs> yep. last night. He played thirty minutes against Miami, mm-hmm. scored twenty three points on eleven shots because he went to the free throw line fifteen times. Also had seven rebounds, four assists, three blocks, and a steal, and went three of four from downtown. Now, in uh, in the case of the Pelicans and Blazers, I will say this. If the Timberwolves had done what they were supposed to do and Cat was going up against, let's say, Portland, it wouldn't be like this. I think I think he, he would have started... He might not be dominant, but yeah. he would not be a complete disaster, which right. has been through two games. Yeah, and then this one, too. This is a bit of a different type of player here. Ben Simmons is much more of a... Uh, he's six foot ten, but he's a point guard. So it's... But again, like, young player... Playing in the playoffs for the first time, and we we saw that list that came out earlier this week. The best players under the age of twenty five, and Towns was third, and uh, Ben Simmons I think was number one. And we scoffed at the time. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons can't shoot as well as Towns, but he can do a lot of other things better than Carl Anthony Towns. And case in point, Ben Simmons in the playoffs so far. Game one against the Heat, seventeen points, fourteen assists, nine rebounds, and a couple of steals. He also, in Game 2, had 24 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists, a couple of blocks. And then how about last night in a win against the Heat on the road in Miami? So his first road playoff game. How's it going to go? Are the lights going to be too bright? No. It's Dwayne Wade. 19 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Super active. And you just watch some of these teams like the 76ers and, I mean, obviously Houston's on a different level. But even watching Utah so far in the playoffs, there's just a totally different level of cohesion than what we've seen from the Wolves in the first two games against Houston. Some of it's opponent. I get it. You're playing the best team in the world, and that definitely matters. But I'm watching the Sixers, and it's like seven or eight guys in a rotation all on the same page. Young superstars are thriving. Um it just looks and feels different. It's, it's even hard to describe sometimes. But I encourage Wolves fans, if you're just looking to see, like, what do other... Watch the Jazz. Watch the Sixers. Yeah. And just watch the way that they play together. And that's fine. But do me one f- favor, please. Quit tweeting me about Ricky. The Rubio thing. You're not going to change my mind. He's been really good. He's been He's been really good, and that's great. But this team was not going to keep him. They were not going to. Well, but that, the question and, isn't whether they're going to. The question is, should they have kept him? That's the question. Well, but the thing about this was, I was, I have only become uh, uh, a little bit uh, anti-Tibbs in probably the last couple months or so. I was on board before, so when Tibbs made that move, I was on board. I did not think that he was a great fit for this team and what this team was trying to do. I'm now, I now question the whole thing, but my point is, I'm still not going to come to, to your side of and that. Like Jeff, or to, like, the side of the Ricky apologists or people that like him. I mean, Jeff Teague hasn't been a bad player for the Wolves. Jeff Teague's had a good. I mean, Jeff Teague's been good. He's been a good shooter, and uh, Jeff Teague had a, a good game one against the Rockets. Uh-huh. So, I, Rubio is in a really good situation right now. And could he have been in a good situation with the Timberwolves? I, I, there's still a lot of deficiencies there. Like people tend to look at him as this unicorn, and there's. He's kind of a league average-ish point guard. He can't really... He's been better at scoring the last couple of years. He's still a 40% shooter from the field. And the guy went like 5 of 18 in game one of this playoff series. So it's uh, it's not the no-brainer idiot decision that some people paint it as. But as Ricky Rubio and the Jazz continue to push forward and play the way that they are, and as Rubio kind of breaks out in these other categories, 
while the Wolves stumble all over themselves to to find touches for their best players. It's definitely annoying to watch. Like I'll I'll give that well, yeah, much. There's a lot of there's I'm not saying a lot that, like, of this that's yeah. annoying to watch right now. I mean, if you would have kept Rubio and put a bunch of shooters around Rubio and Towns and Butler, would this team be better right now? I don't probably probably. But instead, they've got all these redundant Jamal Crawford, Derrick Rose. Yeah, no, and, yeah there, no, there's problems. There's de- there's definitely problems, including the fact that if you had beaten the Memphis Grizzlies three weeks ago, you know what? You wouldn't be playing Houston, right? That would help out a lot. Yes. If you'd won a couple games that you should have won, you would at least now be in a series where you very well might lose, but it wouldn't look like this through yeah. two games. Uh, Mike so. brings up, I'm going to go to the, the Wild series here for a second. He brings up a hopeful example that you might remember from 2003. He said, I was at Game 5 of Wild Vancouver in 2003. They won that game 7-2, to two, came flying back to win the series. Greatest sporting event I saw. Was that a home game for the Wild? Which game? Assuming? Game 5 of the 2003 yes. Vancouver series. Yeah, no, game 5. Wait, wait, wait. They had uh, Vancouver at home ice, so you had games 1 and 2, 3 and 4. No, 5 was there. Mm. What? Six was here, seven was there. All right, put on your hockey whisper hat. What's the most likely thing that happens here? Game five. Oh, they lose. No, no, Do they Parisi, show fight? no suitor. Do they show any fight? I think they'll score a couple goals. Kenny said that this morning he thinks they get shut out. I bet they score a couple of goals. I bet they lose. I bet it's four to two, empty net goal by the Jets. This so is, they're in it at three to two, and then yeah, they get put out. Yeah, of the I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to get blasted. I think that they'll try. I. I don't think it's going to be like a week ago where they looked absolutely pathetic. I think Dubnik's played fine. So they go down three to two. They lose four to. It's done. And the sad thing, no one's surprised. Well, no, of course not. Like, no, but I'm saying that Paul Paul's right. The expectation now has gotten to the point where you're like, okay, first round loss. Yeah. If Apath- they get to the second round, we're happy. Apathy. Again. Uh, it's very, getting very close to Timberwolves' eight years. I mean, this is this will be sick. Now the Wolves at least got to the. They didn't get to the second round. Yeah. Uh, wild. Anyways, all right. You're we're back done. tomorrow, ten to noon. Yes. And uh, we'll recap whatever happens on Monday. The South Dakota Stories, Volume One. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty, like actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.